0: Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. The Apostle Paul, along with his beloved Timothy, brought a word of encouragement to all those who have received Jesus in the area that was called Philippi. This word included every person who had received Jesus. That is, every individual in the congregation where the letter was to be read out. So regardless of gifts and position in the church, the letter was for all who would listen. That is, each individual who was a disciple of Jesus, and the letter was written also to the collective whole. The church in Philippi was birthed out of a prayer meeting where women would gather down by the river to pray. A woman had a personal encounter with God, and as a result a house church was birthed. In fact, in the days of the early churches, everyone gathered together in houses. So in the introduction to the letter to those in Philippi, we can learn much about God. Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. Paul and Timothy, Bondservants of Jesus Christ, To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine making requests for you all with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my chains and in the defence and confirmation of the gospel, You are all partakers with me of grace. So in their letter to the disciples of Jesus in Philippi, the first thing that Paul and Timothy said was grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is God's undeserved favour. God is continually pouring out His grace upon all people. Not one person deserves God's favor, but because God so loves, He pours out His amazing grace on all people. During Jesus' time on earth, He explained it this way For He, the Father in heaven, makes His Son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just. And the unjust. The recipients of the letter have already received God's grace of salvation. That is, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and victory in his resurrection. Salvation is life, health, safety, and well being. To be saved is to be made whole. Healing includes physically, emotionally, mentally and, of course, spiritually. Where we are free from condemnation, judgment, guilt, shame, death and the lies of the evil one. However, Paul and Timothy remind them not only of God's gift of salvation, but also that each day is there to receive more of his amazing grace. Each day is there to take a moment to remember who God is, what he has done and will do. Take a moment to know and experience him more and live in the reality of who we are in relationship with him. So out of Paul's revelation of who God is, he states with 100% confidence in God, that God will complete the good work in the recipients of the letter. The good work in them and every disciple of Jesus is the fruition of salvation in transformation. Transformation to be as Jesus, to have his character. And each one having said yes to Jesus is intimately joined together into the one body. That is the spiritual body of the Lord Jesus Christ. In his letter to the Corinthian church, Paul puts it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son Jesus Christ, our Lord. Fellowship is communion being joined as one, that is, everyone equal, equal. Paul calls this union as fellowship of the Spirit. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, If any affection and mercy, fulfil my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Fellowship of spirit and the transformation with every disciple of Jesus is to be more like him. This is a work of God, through his amazing grace, as we surrender and receive. Living each day in surrender of selfish desires to God and taking a moment to receive more of his character. We receive more of his love, peace, joy, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, patience and self-control. These are the fruit of the Holy Spirit of God, the character of God. God is spirit and his fruit is his character in us. God's desire is fellowship. That is a deep communion with us, individually and collectively. Fellowship is peace between each other and God, where every disciple lives from a place of intimacy and oneness with God and each other. This is the good work that God does in a surrendered heart and mind. As it is his heart's desire, he will complete this good work Within every disciple. With the fellowship of the Spirit, Paul links together the consolation in Christ with the comfort of love, affection, and mercy. Consolation in this context actually means encouragement through calling near. God's love does not separate or isolate, God continually pursues in love, calling us near. With his whispers of love, our Father in heaven calls us deeper and deeper into his heart. Deep in his heart is a sanctuary of such beauty, awe and wonder. It is the depth of his heart from where we live. We have life everlasting, healing and the pure love flows. It is from that place in the Father's heart that Jesus came. The same place of love from where his living waters flow. When Jesus came from heaven to earth, he lived in a human mortal body. Born of the Spirit of God, he enjoyed the same love feast with the Father in heaven that he had before the foundation of the world. The relationship between Father, Son and Spirit never changes. They are in a continual love feast, a relationship of pure, selfless love and indescribable intimacy with equal respect and honour, amazing grace and truth. This same relationship God gives to us. The comfort of love, which is the love of God, literally means a love feast. That is a love feast with God and each other. God's love is a pure, selfless love that cannot be earned or deserved. It can also not be contained. It has to flow out. It can only be received from God and given out to others by God. It is his love in us and his transforming work in us that we can love one another and love God all to the glory of our Father in heaven. Before Jesus left his disciples to lay down his life, rise from the dead and ascend into heaven, he prescribed over his disciples his love. John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This same love of God for us that is in us is the same love that people will see God. All will know that we are disciples of Jesus by his love in us, as the letter to those in Philippi reasons, If any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Affection and mercy in this context is a deep inward strength or passion that results in compassion. That is a heart where mercy resides. That is God's mercy and compassion. Paul continues to reveal the amazing grace and goodness of God. Not only have we received in Jesus his amazing gift of salvation, but the fellowship of the Spirit, so we can live in a continual love feast of pure, selfless love, and indescribable intimacy. A relationship of equal respect and honour, amazing grace and truth. Paul states in verse 2, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. So having the same love, The same Spirit within, who is the Spirit of Christ, have the one mind. The one mind is the mind of Christ. The main action in verse 2 is the word that has been translated as having. It means to hold, possess, and have the ability to do so. Not only has God done everything for us to be able to receive his gift of salvation, but he continues to give us everything we need to live in the reality of it, being transformed by him each and every day. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 to 13 Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So God is able to complete the good work in us. Paul reminds the first hearers and us today that we have the choice each day and in fact every moment to surrender our selfish desires and receive more of him. Yes, that is the daily journey of surrendering to his will and receiving more of God's character, as that is his will, his perfect will, daily being transformed by him, where we live in the reality of being truly free, and in the fullness of all he is and what he has done and will do. We are able to receive and believe in him. Speaking into the heart of the individual, Paul urges, let nothing that is done be done out of selfish ambition or conceit. Or to put it another way, surrender any selfish desires. Surrender self-will to that of the Father's will, and in doing so remove all blockages to receive from him. In surrender of selfish desires, we break the destructive, controlling forces of our selfish desires. We keep the fellowship of the Spirit that has been given to us by surrendering our selfish desires to God. It's surrender. Brings freedom. As we live in a heart-mind condition of surrender to God, receiving from Him each day, we begin to esteem each other equal. So to the prideful, Paul states, esteem others better than oneself. Let each one look out for both one's own interests and others. Do this equally. All this is only possible by God's transforming work in us. In this letter, Paul repeatedly expresses his desire to know and experience Christ more and more. This is because to know Jesus surpasses everything, as knowing Jesus is knowing God. Knowing and experiencing the living God more and more each day is the one thing. To be in fellowship with his suffering and the power of his resurrection. In fellowship with his suffering is being one with Jesus' sacrifice of himself. To go deeper, please listen to the Jesus Loves the World podcast to know him. Salvation from self, evil and death can only be received in receiving Jesus' sacrifice of himself. As a result, when we receive Jesus' sacrifice of himself, we are declared innocent. We are free from the cost, guilt and shame. Most of all, the ultimate penalty of death has been paid in Jesus' human body and his victory attained in his resurrection. In Christ Jesus, we receive his rightness, his justice, his equality. His glory. Each day is a journey in the process of transformation. Knowing and participating in Jesus' power of his resurrection in this world damaged by evil is having the mind of Christ. For this is the mind of Christ. Philippians chapter two verses six. To the glory of God the Father. Amen and Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.